And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land. This is take two. Uh, some technical difficulties that we haven't had in years. Uh, but hopefully we got them handled. Uh, things look better on my end. I think I was the problem breaking stuff. Rich, let's do this. How's your week? How's life? How's the family? Why are we doing a show tonight? Yeah, a pretty normal week. So a little bit easier this week at the new location as things are starting to be a little bit more comfortable as I'm adjusting to a new role at a, at a different location without within the same team, same job, same job, just a different role within the department. And um, we're finally, we're doing a show tonight because we're finally getting a shower installed into our master bathroom. Yeah. Been torn out for about a year. Yeah, that's always doing home projects can take a while sometimes, um, but uh, it's always good that you have help and, and family can help out with that. Uh, we had how, a great, how was your week, Mike? Week was good. Uh, technically, it's the official first week of esports, but because we were on spring break, we didn't actually have any practices this week. Uh, we have a meet on uh, Tuesday. Uh, so hopefully the guys have been. I, I just I asked them to to play as much as they could uh, over spring break and and get used to it, and then uh, hopefully they can get back to me and and come back with some good news. Um, so yeah, Rich, we got a pretty big show. It's going to be packed. We don't have a lot of time for all that much extra, and uh, we've already taken up all of that with our uh, with our technical difficulties. So first, uh, we're going to be talking. Uh, the NFL free agency opened up this week, and we're going to talk about some signings and some deals and some trading that's going to that's going down in the NFL, as long as along with our NASCAR corner this week. Rich, what else we got? Well, Mike, we got to talk about the NCAA tournament as well as some baseball. As we're going to give you our division winner, division winners this week. But Mike, what do we got to do first? We got to roll that intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay. Um, but before we get into the sports side of things, we got to talk about sports stadium things. Uh, and in particular, uh, we got to talk about our poll question. That's right, Mike. So this week it was Sweet Caroline and YMCA. Mike, where did you vote this week? You know... I love, I really do love both of these songs. YMC. That's like the first thing you learn as a kid. I mean, it is so much in pop, pop culture that Pepsi ripped it off to do P E P S I I with Bears Dancing. And uh, man, is it crazy to think uh, I didn't vote there. Because I got to go with my boy, 
uh, Solomon Stroop, who mentioned, well, of course you gotta vote for this one. That being Neil Diamond and Sweet Caroline. Yeah, that's where I went with too, Mike. Um, it, I, I just try to approach these polls with which one would I rather hear at a ball game, and for me, it's Sweet Caroline over YMCA. Yeah, yeah. It's sad that Boston has kind of bogarted that as their song. Yeah, I really would would wish more more teams uh, would do it. Uh, yeah. Mike, where did the poll go? Uh, the poll went a hundred percent in favor of Sweet Caroline. All right, why don't you give a shout-out to all the folks that voted? Oh, man, I got to get it. you got it up. Yeah, um, and then uh, we had another comment. We uh, did. We'll, we'll give so that while, as well. Yeah, while you're looking up the the uh, list of folks that did vote on the songs, uh, we our, one com- our, our second comment that we had on the poll uh, came from my dad, who said, can we vote against, question mark? Because uh, I guess he does not like either song. Yeah. So those that voted were my brother-in-law, Tyler Allen, Solomon Stroop, my mother, your wife, my wife, my sister Barbara, and Mark Johannes, Johansson. Uh, man, 100% of the votes, 100% of our people love Sweet Caroline. Uh, um. So. All right. So next week we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go to the country music side, and we're gonna give heavy vote between "Thank God I'm a Country Boy" and "Take Me Home, Country Roads." So here's the real question, though, and and we'll get into it next week. But is John Denver truly country? I thought he was folk and pop. Maybe. But I don't either know. way, I think of that song I think country. That's all. That that poll is gonna probably go live tomorrow noonish when Rich gets it scheduled yeah. and stuff. It'll be fine. Um, okay, Rich, do you see what's coming up next? Mike is at a left hand turn. Yes, it is. And what's after that, Rich? Uh, it's another left hand turn, Mike. And tell them why. It's because we're heading into the NASCAR corner, presented as always by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Moline, Illinois. Check them out for all your sports memorabilia needs on 5th Avenue in Moline in person or on their eBay store. Once again, that is Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Okay, Rich, Um, last week we were at the United Rentals Retail United Rentals United Rentals Work United 500. That's a mouthful. Um, yeah, William Byron was your winner, winning back-to-back races and once again winning off of an overtime finish due to a late caution, but a win's a win. Yep. Uh, Mike, your pick of Ross Chastain came in 24th. Why was that? He was involved. Yeah, because he was involved in the in the wreck that happened during that overtime. Yeah. Uh, the wreck happened after the gre- after the um, the white. The white flag had been written, had been waved to indicate that, yep, this is the last lap. Him and Denny Hamlin got caught up, and both of them finished. I think it was uh, Denny got 23rd out of that, and but he paid for it as he lost some driver points and got a pretty hefty fine for violating a rule as they deemed that he caused the wreck intentionally. Yeah, I'm going to have to, like, you mentioned that, and I'm, I'm going to have to look at that and see uh, 
see that. I didn't get to watch this week's race. Uh, I don't remember why. It was last weekend was crazy busy, but uh, we'll we'll see. Um, oh, I remember why. I was doing some wiring at the church. Uh, so, um, Rich, your pick of Kevin Harvick finished his NASCAR career and set that the entire his entire career he never finished out of the top 10 at Phoenix Motor Speedway. Yep, he gets one more race there as he, he'll be racing in the playoff in the championship race either as a championship contender or just racing. So he'll have one more time to get to uh, go go out a hopefully a top 10 finisher at Phoenix. Here's a question for you. You're, you're Kevin Harvick. You have your entire career never finished out of the top 10 at, at Phoenix Motor Speedway, right? Do you <laughs> become sick for that race <laughs> if you're not? I'm saying if you're not in contention for the, uh, for the playoffs. If you're in contention, obviously you have to be at that race. But if you're not in contention for the playoffs... Do you contemplate <coughs> I'm a little sick guys <coughs> I, I don't think so I, I think he's too much of a competitor And he wouldn't want his last race To be however he finished Yeah In Martinsville leading into that race I mean Phoenix is his home track So I think it's a good race track for him to have His final NASCAR race, whether he's racing for the championship because he finished in the top four, or if he's just out there racing because he didn't make it into the championship four. Yeah. I think he's going to do it. Yeah. So, um, this week, Rich, we are at the Ambetter Health 500 in Atlanta Motor Speedway. Um, with these high banks, it's going to run more just to put it out there for anybody playing fantasy with us remember the high banks make this more like a super speedway like dega talladega or daytona so it's going to be much more pack racing and it's gonna look a lot like those racetracks so it mm -hmm. might be slightly unpredictable when it actually happens I, I know who i'm putting in i know how i have mine set up but I'm just giving heads up to y'all. Yep. Use this as a week to save those drivers that have a, that, for the tracks that are a little bit more predictable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, Rich, so who are you week, picking? Yeah. This week, Mike, I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm picking this guy other than looking at the brief history that you have at, at New Atlanta Speedway since they reconfigured it and, I'm going to go with Daniel Suarez. He finished fourth and sixth okay. at Atlanta last year, and he's just a guy I haven't really picked that much. So I, I wanted to pick somebody different. Yeah, I'm going to pick Kevin Harvick this week. Uh, and I, I just realized as I was saying that, that this is like the second or third week in a row that I picked the guy that you picked the week before the following <laughs> week. And I'm pretty sure... Only one of those times has it worked out for me. But, you know, I'm going to stick with it. Kevin Harvick's uh, pretty good at pack racing, so uh, has lots of experience at it. Um, so, with that being said, Rich, let's make a left turn 
and head out of the NASCAR corner. All right, Mike. So that was the NASCAR corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Check them out on Fifth Avenue in Moline, or you can find them on the eBay. So, Mike, let's go ahead and keep making left-hand turns, but this might go out to the baseball diamond. Yeah. And Mike, this week we got to talk about the division winners. So we'll go division by division, Mike. Um, so let's go with the East, Mike. So who do you like in the American League East first? In the American League East, I don't want to say it, but I'm willing to say this one. As opposed to one of the other teams that I don't like, I'm going to go with the Yankees. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Yankees as well. I really don't. I think I went too hard on the Blue Jays last year, and they burned me. And the Yankees, well, I don't know if they've really gotten better, but they haven't gotten any worse either. So I'm going to go with the Yankees as well. The National League, Mike, who do you like? Um, uh, For this one, Mike, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, and, and I don't see how you don't go with the Braves on that. Um. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. Mike, the American League West. Until somebody knocks them off, it's hard for me to pick against the Astros right now. I refuse. So to, I'm going to go with the Astros again. I refuse to pick that team that I shall not say. Um, and I'm going to go with... Uh, the Seattle Mariners. I don't think that. I honestly, I don't think they're going to win. I just don't want. Uh, I don't want other teams to win. I don't want the other All team right, to win. That I will not say. That's fair. The National League West, Mike. I'm going to go with the Friars and say that the Padres are going to win the division. Okay. Um, I I just think that there there's some health issues, and the Dodgers are also getting older. So eventually a full season with Juan Soto in the lineup and them adding Xander Bogarts and getting Fernando Tatis back full-time after he finishes the rest of his suspension. That Padres team is looking really good. Yeah. Um, I'm just Sorry, Rich. I had some, something closed down, and I cannot find the predictions thing that has this stuff. Uh, I... I so I can't find where my uh... um, I, 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 I don't well, really Mike let, let, let's look at it this way Mike the Diamondbacks the Dodgers the Padres or the Rockies I mean it's going to be the Dodgers but All right. I mean it, I don't believe that one I, I mean I just uh, if you can share it to me or send me a link on Facebook that way I can pull it up real quick when you get it to me. Um, all sorts of flustered I am. Yeah, and finally, Mike, the National, we'll go with the National League Central. Really one easy one to remember who we both picked. We had... Oh, it's the same. Let's first start with... It's I, I guess Cardinals. we can, Yeah, I, I don't want to see him win the division, but I, I it's going to be hard not to pick them really right now. Yeah. Because, I mean, they, they 
they probably have the national one of the National League's best catchers in Wilson Contreras, who I think is kind of a little bit better than uh, Yadi Molina was. It would be at least from the with the bat as uh, as Yadi was getting older and older. Yep. And then their pitching staff is still good enough. But even good enough is well for whatever reason the Cardinals can coach pitching to be better than they really are. Yeah. So I want the Cardinals as well. Where do you think the Cubs will finish in the division? So here's the here's the thing I'm gonna say. The Cubs have the ability to be number two in the league. They really do. Um, they're a great team. They've improved themselves quite a bit. Um, and compared uh, to last year. Yeah, compared to last year. Um, and the rest of the division hasn't that we've seen. Um, so I, like I said, I don't see it being a. I like. It, I see them finishing second, but that's not going to be someplace that. Uh, well, we won't hear about them again uh, later when we talk about other things to go through. Um, Rich, let's head to the AL Central. Who do you got there? Nope. Well, before we do, I, I think the Cubs are going to finish third. Okay. Um, but yeah, much like you, I think they, the, the potential is there for them to finish second, but they're going to need the Brewers to probably have a slow start and for ownership to pull the trigger and start a rebuild. Yep. Because it's going to be hard to beat when you have a rotation fronted by uh, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. It's hard not to be in a contention for the division. Yeah. Uh, American League Central, Mike, I'm going to go with the Guardians. Man, mostly because Rich. they're a team that seems like they, even if you don't expect them to win the division, by the time September rolls around, who's in the, who's leading that division? The yeah. Guardians. Yeah, and and I put the same thing. Uh, I've been I've been on the Twins for the past couple of years, and uh, you know what I. In all honesty, the the twins have burned me enough that I'm going to go with the Guardians. I until until somebody, I, I'm going to go with the, your logic on the asterisks that until somebody can prove that the the Guardians aren't the best team in the in the AL Central, it's the Guardians. All right, Mike. So, Mike, my three wild card teams for the American League. I'm going to go with the Blue Jays, the Rays, and the Twins. Mike, who are your three teams for the wild card? Rich, uh, we're broken record radio this week as we're just, I mean, it's the Blue Jays, the Twins, and I put Houston because, honestly, I, I know that Houston's going to make the playoffs. And uh, I know that the Mariners won't, but the Asterix, I don't want them to. So that's why I put them where I did. All right. Mike, over to the National League. Who are your three wild card teams? Um, I'm going to pick the Padres, the Mets, and the Phillies. All right. So I, I agree with you for the most part. I just put the Dodgers in the wild card instead of the Padres. So we basically flipped wild card yeah. and uh, wild card in the West. So those are our division winners. So we'll kind of revisit where the standings are at. Maybe probably around Memorial Day and the All Star break, and sometime in September after maybe after the trade deadline. Yeah, probably. And uh, 
We'll see how those are doing next week, Mike. Make sure to have your homework ready. Fill it in on the spreadsheet if you get time or have this have the matchup matchups in mind. We're we're doing pre-show. We're gonna go ALCS, NLCS, and a World Series prediction. And then on the 31st, we give you our World Series winner and our first Cubs weekly predictions to see how they are going to do from show to show. Rich, two weeks, and we have meaningful baseball. That's right. Have you watched Have you watched any spring training or World Baseball Classic? I've watched some. I've watched two spring training games. I haven't really watched much much of either really to, to be honest with you uh but the wbc has had some casual injury casualties though yeah edwin diaz yeah out for the year as he gets injured celebrating a win yep during pool play yep not not celebrating a win because puerto rico won the entire world baseball classic just pool play game yeah, to advance to advance to the elimination rounds, and I guess Freddie Freeman suffered an injury as well. So that'll that could affect the Dodgers a little bit. I haven't heard the sobriety of his injury. Yeah, I don't I don't know what uh, at all on that one. I didn't I did I hadn't heard that one yet. So that's kind of crazy. Um, Rich, I'm gonna throw it out there. We've talked our division winners. Right? We've talked our wild card picks. What's a team you think is going to do better than predicted currently, like where things are currently? Better than I think they will predict. We can put that. Um, we can put a pin in it, and and we can you can we can do a little bit better homework for next week to kind of have that as a thought in your head. Okay. Um, let's do that. That's going to be our. That's going to be part of our conversation next week. Teams that that the the national coverage what? currently you want to call them a sleeper team yeah your sleeper team for the year so got it we um yeah, okay we'll get that in there next week we'll have the sleeper team uh sleeper pick and we'll we'll get that uh we'll get that ready for you for next week um Okay, right, Rich. So the NFL free agency has started. Yeah. Let's go ahead and start with the team that we follow the closest, the Chicago Bears. Have you liked what the Bears have done so far? Their signings. They have, do backup. They have done some. Go ahead. Yep, they got a new backup quarterback for Justin Fields. P.J. Walker coming over from Carolina. A new backfield to join uh, Kelly Herbert will be Devonta Freeman, also from Carolina, and Travis Homer coming over from Seattle. Of course, we talked about DJ Moore last week. Um, Robert Tanyan coming down from Green Bay to join Cole Komet in the tight end room. Nate Davis from Tennessee coming in for uh, the O-line, an edge rusher. A couple of defensive linemen and Demarcus Walker and Anthony Billings. And then Tremaine Edwards and TJ Edwards coming in to be the backers. Good moves. Good moves. Do you wish there was one they would have made? This, all of these moves, uh, 
the the Nate Davis move is a huge one. I think that's going to be great for the Bears. Uh, a good, solid offensive lineman that I think is going to be there and, and could be there for the long run. Um, but bigger, more important things. Um, they've rebuilt their defense already today. Already. They have built a defense that, to me, looks like a defense that's going to do well. And so, honestly, I'm excited about it. I think that's where it's going to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a part of it wanted to see him sign one of the offensive tackles, whether that was Orlando Brown Mike or Mike McGlinchey. But, um, but, I mean, you have the ninth overall pick. And more than likely, the top offensive linemen are all going to be available when you get the number nine. You're going to have your pick of the offensive tackle. So maybe that left tackle is going to come out of the draft and not necessarily by a free agent signing. As McGlinchey and Brown signed huge, huge contracts. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was better. So looking at some of the other teams, Mike, um, who do you think really has really kind of stood out and has won Maybe maybe not one free agency, but it at least has improved themselves through free agency the most. I don't if think, there is a team, in your opinion. I think the team that everybody's talking about, if they get the deal done that they're talking about getting done, is improving their team the best. But I don't think – I honestly, I, the, the problem right now is that so many people are so focused on one thing. Um, the big thing that I'm surprised at – is the fact that um, that uh, Jimmy G is now a Raider, and um, that that to me is just ridiculous. Uh, as I don't think he's worth that much, and I don't think he's that much of an improvement. Over what they had. Well, but the only thing that they gathered that they got out of going from Jimmy G, moving going to Jimmy G instead of just bringing back Derek Carr and picking up his option was that he is a little bit cheaper on the on the uh, sure. on the deal. So and maybe at maybe at number seven, the Raiders, if there's one of those quarterbacks available, snatches him up and Jimmy G acts as a bridge quarterback. I suppose. Again. Again. But that's a big if. But is he really that good? Is he really that worth it? Maybe to Mike McDaniels he is because there's that familiarity with he already knows how to run the offense. Okay. Um, Any team to you stand out? You know, right now I kind of like what the Dolphins have done. Okay. Um they brought back their running backs in Mostert and Wilson. They brought in a good backup quarterback in Matt White. When, so when Tua has his so if Tua gets concussed again and they traded for maybe one of the best corners in the league in Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I don't want to say I don't want to say it, but I'm going to. It's not a matter of if, it's when. And it's uh, Tua shouldn't be shouldn't even be thinking about playing ever again. But that's the Dolphins need to be looking at finding somebody else. I'll say it. 
They need to protect that man from himself. Yeah, supposedly he's been studying judo to learn how to fall better. It doesn't but matter. We'll see if that makes we'll see if that makes a difference. And uh, I guess I kind of like what Denver has done as well. Yeah. Signing the two best offensive linemen in Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey to see if that's to see if improving the offensive line can be what um, makes Russell Wilson a better quarterback um, compared I, to last year. I will say uh, the, the the guy that uh, to me has uh, or, or the team to me that has improved the most by not by releasing somebody. Okay. The Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. Why is that? They were they had married themselves to a player who wasn't producing. They've now disowned they they've released him. Zeke Elliott. Yeah, but I can see that. They saw that the offense was doing better with Tony Pollard being the primary back. And I guess, if anything, it shows that Zeke Elliott isn't just Jerry Jones' boy. And we're going to keep him on the team as long as he's under contract. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see that. So, Mike, are you surprised that there's still no contract talks for Lamar Jackson? Um, Nobody's coming out publicly and saying that yeah we're we're engaged in talks or we think he'd be a good team he'd be a good fit on our team. I, there's just nothing on that front. There's there's about three different ways to go look at it. One, there's the fact that how many teams that what you're going to have to agree to with him is going to be much larger than if you can get something done in the draft. And that's where if the dra- if you can figure out how to get a quarterback in the draft, that's going to help you immensely more than if you're doing something somewhere else. Trying to sign a guy who is looking for $150 million for a... uh, He's looking for a long-term deal with excess amounts of money, all guaranteed. Or you're looking at a guy who is just trying to make the league. So I think right now what you're seeing is you're seeing teams seeing where what they can do and where they can do it in the draft. And then after the draft, we'll start seeing how that looks. Yeah. For, for me, I, I, I just wonder why the New York Jets are going so hard after Aaron Rodgers. Because unless they can get some sort of deal, whether it's a handshake agreement or all right, if we're going to trade away all these assets and sign some of the guys that you're saying are on your wish list, we want to know, can you play out the rest of your contract and give us these two years? 
without at the end of this year going, well, I don't know if I want to again, or I'm going to have to take some time away to figure out whether I really want to keep playing or not. His... And then you're having to wait, wait on all of your off season to know whether I, do we need to plan on getting another QB or is he going to be back for it for those and on and to play out the rest of his contract? Or does he say that, you know, I, I can keep playing, but, um, I, I want to be still among the most highest paid, highest paid quarterbacks. I want to, we need to renegotiate our deal. Yeah. His, uh, show me that you really want me to keep playing on your team. Yeah. So I would, that's what he's done. Yep. That's a hundred percent what he's done. And I, I agree. Uh, the biggest problem is, uh, and, and I actually don't have a problem even on a one year, even if you're getting him on a one year deal, going hard after him, blah, blah, blah. Here's where the problem is. The problem is, his statement as he came out of darkness. When he talked to Pat McAfee this week, he said, and I quote, when I went into darkness, I was 90% retired. What he meant by that was, as he went into the into his day, days of darkness to meditate or whatever he was doing, he was ready to retire. If you are that ready to retire and you need the rejuvenation, what says that next year that extra 10% hasn't hit? I, I don't see that that extra 10% doesn't hit. And if it doesn't, if it does hit, then, yeah, I think, Houston, we have a problem. You're going to lose him. I think I might have lost Rich. I don't think so. Oh, no, Maybe. no, no, you didn't. Okay. You just uh, were really just still there. You were really still there for a while, so I was I was not sure. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah, I think that it's one of those things where I don't know. I don't think it's worth it on that side of it. But if you go into it, I think, and, and I heard the best thing I heard this week, the best thing I heard this week was the proposal that here's what the deal needs to be. We'll give you this year's, we'll give you this year's number one pick. Next year, we'll give you a conditional second round pick if he plays. If he doesn't play, then you're going to get we may give you a we'll give you a fourth round pick that's how yeah, i would try to structure to me this that deal. makes the most sense yep that that's what makes the most sense to me especially but with the way aaron rodgers has played the past couple of years is he or with his just his stature career stature is it Unre- is it reasonable for him to say, I, I want Mercedes Lewis, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and, o- and OBJ, OBJ yeah. to come to New York before I may or may not make a decision on this, make a clear decision while you're waiting on getting the getting the trade worked out, sign these guys along the way. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think I, we've given I, him more time than he deserves right now. It's a deal that hasn't been done. By the way, uh, technically, if he's coming back, 
Gr- Gr- Green Bay wants to move on from him, and I think that's why he wants to leave. But I think if Green Bay would have said, "No, Tom, uh, no, uh, no, Aaron, we want you back. Come on in. Let's sit down. Let's have this conversation." I I don't know that he leaves. But it's the problem that, that Green Bay wants out. Yeah, I think he does leave. But the thing is, Green Bay still has to agree to the trade. Yep. Because yep. they're not going to take a big big enough hit to say, nope, all right, we don't want you, so we're going we're gonna to cut you. Yeah. We're going to cut you. They can't take that type of hit. So sooner or later, as the draft gets closer and closer, if you get that deal done after the draft, then you're not going to get as high of a first round draft pick because then you're going to get the first round draft pick next year when theoretically the Jets should be better. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Rich, any other NFL talk that you want to talk about or are you good to move on? I'm good to move on. So let's go over to the NCAA tournament, Mike. Uh, We got to give some shout outs. Yeah. Let me bring that up real quick. Um, I got it here on the phone. Uh, so, Mike, currently I, I'm in last because I'm not. we're not, not going to count our eighth member of our bracket team, Mark, who was Mark's matchless bracket because he chose – he didn't make any picks by the deadline. So, currently I am in last place with only 14 points and I can only get 110 because there's a lot of red on my bracket and I've already lost my national champion. Yeah. I've, I've already lost my national champion. Yeah, I picked uh... – I have 22 points in first place, and uh, I have 182 points left, which is... Yep. Oh, okay. So I didn't see that Mark... Are, Mark has You're a, our projected winner. Yeah. Uh, Mark does have uh, 177. I was going to say, I that's 10 points greater than anybody left, uh, anybody else, but Mark is Mark's a little closer. Mine didn't have... He wasn't in the top... When I when I was before I started scrolling, so um, still a sizable five point lead there uh, for that. Um, Rich, we got to talk about the brackets though, as man, uh, we have seen th- half of the top six teams be eliminated in the first yeah. round. Once again, the Big Ten forgot how to play basketball. In, in the month of March, as um, Purdue, Iowa, Illinois are out, and you didn't see Ohio State or Michigan even make the tournament this year. And then on the other end, your your teams that you advanced are probably aren't teams that you expected to, being um, as low as they were ranked with Michigan State, Penn State, and Maryland. Yeah, um, I did hear a thing. Uh, Jim Beheim was on the Dan Patrick show, and as they interviewed him, uh, he he rallied against. He didn't say it specifically. Didn't say it specifically, but he rallied against and talked about how uh, there are divisions that get teams regularly into the Big Ten or into the Big Dance. Sorry, I just said the Big Ten. I I put words into his mouth. He did not say it that end up being out by the second round. <clears throat> the entire the entire conference is out by the second round. 
and or by the end of the second round, and that looks like what the Big Ten's going to do this year. The Big Ten is terrible at the dance. Um, one thing that I did that is helping me, I I don't think I put any Big Ten school past the first, making it past the first round. I had Purdue, a number one seed, losing in the second round. Because I don't Purdue, trust them. For me, yeah, for me, I think I paid too many homer picks of putting Iowa and Illinois, putting Iowa and Illinois into the big, into the, at least into the second day of I, the second day of the tournament. I didn't. But then all the other Big Ten teams I picked against, I did, I took off uh, Purdue. I took Purdue all the way to the Sweet 16, probably just based off of that, hey, they got a number one seed, so they must be good. Nope. I, I've watched enough. I actually watched more preseason basketball or regular season basketball than I did uh, any of the, the tournament stuff. And, uh, I mean, there's a reason why I have 19 of my picks correct or 22 of my picks correct so far. And – Things continue to, to work in a way that, uh, yeah, I I don't understand why the Big Ten can't play in the big tournament other than maybe the Big Ten's just way overrated. And is this... Yeah, I think right, right now I think it almost is. Is it is this what's going to happen when we when we get to the the eight or the 12-team playoffs in the... In, the the uh, NCAA co- college football tournament is it going to turn into a fact that Big Ten schools fail all the time when it comes to bowl games? Hmm. I I don't get what it is about it. Here's the better. Here's the other side. The Big Ten is great when the Big Ten players move into the into the professional realm for which they're participating. They actually tend to do really well. There's tons of Big Ten players playing in the NFL, in the NBA. Maybe not in Major League Baseball, but those that do, do decent. So it's not that these guys aren't that caliber of players. Is it a problem with how our, our coaches, coaches do things? I, I don't know. I don't. These are things I don't have answers for. Do you think the Big Ten will improve, or at least their performance in the tournament could get better when they get UCLA and USC coming into the Big Ten in two years, is it now? Yeah. I would hope so, but I don't know that that's going to guarantee a thing. Or will they take a step back because they're going to be in a bigger division to where they can't, where they're going to be competing against maybe better schools than uh, more schools that yeah. have a better, in theory, have a better conference schedules. Yeah. Just based on who of the teams that you're playing within your conference. So let's get back to our, what we were talking about though. Cause we didn't, we gave ourselves shout outs. We didn't talk about other people in the league. So right now, in our seven-member league, and I'm going to – I can actually – should be able to do this. Yeah, our seven-member league, Rory is in second place with 20 points. As he also – Jimmy Chetwood also picked Alabama, much like you, Mike, picked Alabama. Yep. Alicia, Alicia Allen, my uh, 
cousin down in Austin, Texas, has 18 points. She picked UCLA. Dupo is in is tied for third with her with 18. He picked Kentucky to yep. win it all. Mark Mark picked Houston and uh, and is in fifth place. Jet is in sixth place with Marquette and Rich. Somebody has to finish last, Mike. Somebody's got to do it. And this year, it's going to be me. Yeah. How? So we know that your 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 winner is out. Have you lost yeah. any of your other Final Four? Because that's the Look, thing. You don't have to win it all to be the guy to to actually win. Your team doesn't. Your your t- pick doesn't have to be that great. But like, let's let's go here. Um, I still have Mar- I still all my other final four teams are still in it. Texas, Connecticut, and Marquette. Now Connecticut going to the final going to the finals. They were gonna lose to Arizona, who got upset in the first round. So I have Oh, Duke just won. So Duke is still in. And Midwest. And Xavier won. So all of my Final Four are still in. That's. Yay. <coughs> By the way, um, we also. There is only one perfect bracket as of when we went online. Um. Uh, and I don't know if the, if it's still there, but there was only one perfect bracket submitted to Yahoo as of the, the last time I checked before just checking. That's crazy with some of the upsets that we've had of seeing a 16 seed win upsetting Purdue and Arizona did an upset. Two 15s. Yeah. Um, it goes to show that the people that put the bracket together are not necessarily as smart as uh, we thought they were. So, okay. So we'll get, so uh, keep watching the NCAA tournament. We'll give shout outs uh, going into coming in, going, going into the sweet 16, probably when we record um, next Friday night or Saturday. Yep. Mike quick hits though. Moline High School wins the 4A Basketball Championship, the first one in program history. Rich, Last weekend down in Champaign. My official stance is boo. (laughs) Because you're a Rocky guy. I'm a Rocky guy. But I'm happy for the kids that get to do it. I'm happy for for the Quad Cities getting some recognition. I'm happy to see a team that... I know, I know some of the kids that, that I know kids that go there currently. I know some kid. I think I know one kid that's on the team. Uh, I'm happy for them. It's this is a once in a lifetime thing. This is once in a friend in a school thing. It's not a normal thing. So um, enjoy it. Uh, but that does immediately paint a, a target on your back for next year, and you're losing some seniors. So. Good luck mm-hmm. with that. Um, yeah. 
All right, Mike, do you have any other quick hits to share before we go into a spoiler alert to talk about The Mass Singer? Um, I don't have any, um, but uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's move into spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you have not watched this week's Mass Singer, we do apologize. We are going to give a spoil. We are going to give away all of the spoilers. If you don't want to know, you can turn off the show. That's okay. We're not. We're not upset about it. You're probably not even listening anyway. But if you do want to listen, Rich, they're wanting to listen in their car, and it's probably not a good idea for them to watch a video. What should they do? You know what? Go ahead and find us wherever you uh, look up and subscribe to all your other podcasts. Yep. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, and iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Yep. Mike, if they're listening to us on the podcast, but they want to see the live feed of us, what are the two places where they can see a live, the video feed of our episodes? Well, if you want to see the video feed, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash ballsandsticks, or check us out on our YouTube page. Look up Balls and six, and you'll find two guys standing in tuxedos in the batting position. Um, All right. And Mike, if they want to be notified when our polls go live, or if they want to vote on our polls, where do they got to go? Rich, I don't know. Where should they go? You know, go over the Facebook because the poll is posted on our Balls and Sticks cup, Balls and Sticks um, page as well as fans of Balls and Sticks. Perfect. So Mike, I think that's enough of a spoiler alert time for yep. people to turn off the show if they uh, if they don't follow the Masked Singer or they don't want to know the results of this week's episode. But before we talk about who was unmasked. Who was your favorite? What was your favorite performance of the night? Man, th- this week was one of the best shows we've seen on the Mass Singer in years. I think this is as good as a, as, fina- as as what we've seen in finales. Like, I liked everybody, everybody on this one, and I wasn't mad at anybody going home. Uh, I think the Squirrels' performance was the best. Yeah, I kind of like the squirrel as well. Um, if they had the bell to use, do you think they would have used it this week? I think you have to. Like, nobody should have lost this week. If we would have been in an old format where it was, let's we're gonna sit and ring, the, we're gonna sit and have eight, ten people uh, a night. We're gonna have. Five. We're gonna have even if they went back to the five. We're gonna do. We're gonna do mm-hmm. five down. Yeah, they get the problem is they get less commercials now. They know that they have all these commercial blah blah blah. I don't care whatever. Um, but uh, if they were doing the old format where they had five to seven people a night and they whittled it down to one, uh, none of these three would have gone home. No, I don't think they would have either. But, yeah, it was it was great. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, the two people that went home were the squirrel and the jackrabbit. Yeah. Mike, By the way, an all-female night. Yeah, an all-female night. So the squirrel was, I'm going to look up the name, was uh, Mylan Eckerman. 
Yeah, um, never heard of her. Mylan Eckerman and a lot of, uh, I guess, Bride Wars. Um, Bride Wars, 27 Dresses, Couples Retreat, and was also the female lead in the movie version of Rock of Ages. Okay. Yeah, that's exciting. She was good. I really liked both of her performances that, that she got this quote from uh, both of her episodes. And then the Jackrabbit was also somebody that um, I had never heard of. And in the clue packets, when they were talking about being an influencer or getting their start in social media, uh, automatically it flipped through. Yep, she's going to go home tonight. But she didn't do that bad of a job. Yeah. As it was uh, Lolo, Lolo Palm. Lily Palm. Lily Palm. Yeah. I never heard of her either. I'm I'm not into the social influencer, blah, 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 marketplace, whatever. I'm not there. Um, she did. If you would have told me that, like, if, if you would have played that and, like, legitimately, I knew it wasn't her, but I'm like, you could have told me that was Shakira singing, and I probably would have believed you. She did that good yep. of a job on that Shakira song. She picked it because she uh, apparently her early days was her just her early influencer stuff was her uh, impersonating Shakira. She did great. She sounded great. I don't know who she is, but no, it was it was amazing. Uh, do you have any thoughts um, on anybody left in the series on who you think they might be? Um, I, I think the the fairy is going to be the mom from Blackish. I'm not sure that that the guess okay. is made made sense. But yeah. that's even one of the ones that the panel said. So yeah. I think it's her. And it was always kind of like my. I've always had this weird theory with uh, with the mass singer. It's that when most of the panel when they start putting the clues together of who this really is, that's usually the night where that that character goes home. Yeah. When the panel starts yep. starts figuring it out. So I was surprised that the fairy went on. Yep. As it seemed like nobody had a clear-cut idea on who the squirrel or the jackrabbit was. Or at least they didn't reveal who they really thought it was until it came down to the, all right, it's time for your final guess. Who yeah. is this person before they unmasked? Yep. Okay. Um, I do have one, and I forgot to. I forgot to. I said I. I thought I knew one of the two people uh, last week, and uh, and I forgot to. I forgot who I was trying to um, to say, but I can't remember his character name. The gargoyle? Yeah. <clears throat> I think the gargoyle is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. Okay. The video yep. game Kyler thing. Kyler Murray is a little bit of a gamer. The video He's game thing is the thing that gave it away to me. I think it's Kyler Murray. All right. So we'll see. But we won't get to see Kyler, uh, the gargoyle, for a couple weeks. They haven't yep. even talked about um, when they're going to bring back the people that got, that got the bell. We're missing the third person. We are. They are missing the third person. Okay. Because they haven't done the third group yet. Yep. Okay, Rich. This is the end of the episode. Rich, do you have any shout-outs? 
No, I do not. Mike, do you have any or and or did we get any on Facebook? None on the Facebook page. Uh, Brooke Rice, we forgot to mention her birthday. Uh, it was this last Monday. Uh, happy birthday to you, friend of the show, Nick Rice's wife. So they came over tonight. We had Rubens. By the way, we totally we went through the whole show and we totally didn't even talk about the fact that it's St. Patty's Day. And neither one of us are yeah. drunk. Good job on us. No. <laughs> um, yep. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, by the way, I'm Irish, and I take offense to the fact that you think that all you people think we want to do is drink and fight. I mean, I'm most of the time I want to drink and fight, but that doesn't mean that's all I ever want to do. So, anyway, it's a joke. Um, thanks for joining us this week. We it's been great. Uh, we will see you next week. Uh, maybe Saturday, maybe Friday. Who knows? It's one of those two times. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Rich, anything before we go? I do not, Mike. So why don't you go ahead and roll that outro? Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.